to United Fans Masterpiece Theatre presents Arthur Blank's Choices. Hello, Lord Blank. Oh, hello there, Don. Now put the whiskey over there. So what's on the plate today? So... Regarding your soccer opposition research, sir, would you like to report on the United Soccer League first or the North American Soccer League? Ah, tell me about the Soccer League, Don. Um, uh, and, okay, with the reports, would you like a breakfast of potato hash or corned beef hash? Bring me some Cleveland Browns. You mean hash Browns, Lord Blank. Of course, you doofus. Gobba, I've really had it up to here with you. Goodell was much better at your job than you. Sorry, sir. It's just this conf... Uh, okay. Uh, also, we have the uh, um, Mendez twins on, on line two. Paulo Mendez and Pedro Mendez. They wish to speak to you? Twins? There's two of them? Oh, I thought they were the same guy. How can I tell them apart? That's too many. But the first name, sir... Oh, okay, anyway, um, after your phone call, we have you have to decide the, the first musical artist to play a concert at the new Falcon Stadium. Your crowning glory, sir. Which artist would you like to have play that first concert, Jay-Z or J-Lo? I can confidently say that Jay would be a great choice. Which Jay, sir? Let me ask my focus group. Coming to you from the Twin Cities, this is Toughcast. Welcome to Toughcast. Bye to United fans. This is Notch. And this is Jeff, and we ain't playing tricks with episode 46. We've got less than one month. Less than one month till the North American Soccer League. Or the United Soccer League, or maybe Major League Soccer. I don't know. It's all the same. What's the difference? I think Jocelyn said that there are 22 more sleeps until opening day. I think there are. I think there are. It's going to be an exciting, exciting summer. The sun is coming out in Minnesota. It's reminding me of those beautiful summer days spent at the National Sports Center watching 22 men kick a ball and then um, Chris Nurse get a red card. Question for you, though. Yeah. Now, earlier in the winter, you had gone on a quest to watch all of Law & Order. Mm -hmm. How's that going? I've got to the, I think it's like the fifth season, and then I had to stop because work got too busy. But I've been missing out, man. Lenny Briscoe, he comes to me in my dreams and he's like, Notch, why aren't you watching the show? And like, you know, that, that's what he sounds like. Flawless. Yeah, exactly. Your Emmy will be in the mail. I know. Yeah. I know. Jerry Orbach, Jerry Orbach really has possessed me every now and then. But yeah, I want to get back to it, man. I can't, I can't like watch anything else. I don't have a Netflix subscription anymore. No, you don't. In fact, I can't even watch any of the North American Soccer League because I'm well, like, Well, how can you chill without Netflix? Right. There is no chill for you. Man, I'm glad my girlfriend isn't in town. If she was, it would be awful. It would be. It would be terrible. I would not know. Well, that's assuming that I do know what to do when she is here. Anyway, (laughs) moving along, you wrote some shit this week, man. Yeah, I wrote a few pieces this week on Northern Pitch. Um, I alluded to it on Sunday. It's been a really busy week for United. So they signed a few players that we'll talk about in just a second. But I have pieces on... Uh, Ismaila Jome on Damian Lowe's loan on the three trialists they brought down to Mexico. And then yesterday after their friendly against Pachuca, I had a phone call with Carl Craig and typed out the interview. I heard that they took the trialists down there because they needed dance partners. 
um, and they didn't have enough people on the floor. So they were like, this this is a lame party. We need like six more guys mm-hmm. to chill with us on the floor Well, in it was Mexico. an odd number too. And so then we yeah. had to do the partner dance contest. They invited three hoping one would mm-hmm. show up, but all three did. So then there's just an extra couple. That's the way it goes. That, that is how I believe soccer teams decide who to bring on trial. So. Dance competitions. There was a scrimmage though. We actually got to watch soccer in person. Hallelujah. On a good day. Can you believe? The sun was out of part of this game. It was a really nice day out. Yeah. For the most part, at least it was. Um, and then they won. So it was their first scrimmage win of the year. It wasn't called an official friendly. It was a scrimmage. And mm-hmm. they won 2-0 against Uno. Um, <laughs> University of Nebraska, Omaha. Two goals, one by Christian Ramirez, one by Aaron Pitch Colon. I don't know. Uh, we we kind of talked about it a little bit on our interview pod from the weekend. It was, uh, I think it bears repeating that there is all these players from the University of Omaha. University of Nebraska, Omaha. Why can't they just call it the University of Omaha? What, is, what is wrong with this word? Why do you Uno. need that Nebraska in there? Uno. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah, of course. It's, it, if they hadn't received money from the founder of Uno, the creator of that game. Damien P. Uno. Yeah. The founder of Uno. He, he messed it all up. You know, he yeah. messed it up. If it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be getting tripped up on this podcast. Anyway, we did talk about how funny it was to see all of their players with Omaha on the back and how we were just joking about the fact that they were all related. Mm-hmm. Um, although I don't think Nebraska is that far south in the United States. Otherwise, we could make a reasonable assumption that maybe they were all related yeah. to each other. Yeah. Well, I mean, if it makes tuition cheaper, right? you do it. Your legacy. That's why. How, that's how they all got admitted. You know, They were just a big soccer-playing family. And it was uh, and at a certain point, they're like, oh, you have another connection. one? Sure, yeah, send them through. Send them through. <laughs> um, but yeah, now they are in Mexico. They left at 4 in the morning on Monday. Brutal. Played mm-hmm. a friendly on Wednesday. Brutal. And they won. Nice. Winning streak. Winning streak. Unbeatable. So 2-1 win. Pretty bad given away goal right away at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then Christian scored another goal. Lance Lang scored a goal. I like cheering for Lance Lang goals. I, me too. Feel Sorry. the rhythm. Feel the rhyme. Get on up. It's Lance Lang time. Is that going to catch? I love it. I hope it does. I hope it does too. Cool Runnings is too good of a movie to, for us to forget. Mm-hmm. One of John Candy's best, if you ask me. I don't think of that movie because of John Candy. Who do you, what? the Jamaican bobsled team? I just I don't. Wait, they're like, in there. That's what. The, imagine that. that right? <laughs> Who knew? Um, game was awful as far as weather conditions go. It was amazing. There was like uh, gale force winds, and they're at United's back at first. So any pass that hit the air suddenly was just like flying its entire way to Guadalajara. I don't know if that's geographically correct, but whatever. And then on the second half, pretty much you'd kick it up and it'd go right back in your face. And it was a uh, comical at best. It's, and then it's, it's, it's Fernando Torres, man. El Nino. He's causing all these problems. Still dogging us. Shots looked about as bad as Fernando Torres's too when it caught Ooh, the wind. Oh, burn! When they caught the wind. Oh, you bet. Yeah. And then hail started, which, great. Yeah. I mean, why not at that point? And then someone came and robbed every player of 10 bucks. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they won. <laughs> they did win. That was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone who is uh, trying to attempt to win against his human body is Ibsen, who is back in Brazil. He is. What's wrong with the hospitals in the United States? Why does Ibsen have to go to Brazil? I'm just saying, this is why Donald Trump is going to make America great again. So players like Ibsen stay in America instead of having to go over to other countries to have to get treatment. Wouldn't he kick other players? We're gonna build a wall. We're gonna build a wall so guys like Ibsen can stay in America and get treatment here. I don't think that's even close to Trump's platform. (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't know why. I just have a hunch. Wait, I'm sorry, Jeff. I need to go and read up on Trump's platform. Somehow it didn't occur to me as like an Indian immigrant to the United States to go and read up about <laughs> Donald Trump's like election. I feel badly misinformed about Donald Trump. Uh, Ibsen's yeah. with his former team's doctors. Um, yes. With the entire Minnesota United staff in Mexico. The, the the facilities there, I mean, they don't have the equipment they would need to make sure that he gets an accurate and quick recovery. Mm-hmm. And if he stayed here, all of the translators are gone, so he'd be just kind of isolated and just chilling at Nessie by himself, oh, making some nachos. I would love to see that, him just wandering around through the cafeteria making <laughs> some nachos. All by myself. Can we make that sometime? Can I we get him to make that sketch? Video. I think that'd be fantastic. Um, so he's down in Brazil getting treatment. He'll fly back up with the team. The dance partner trialists who are with the team are Jeb Bravovsky of uh, Mustache Fame, mm-hmm. uh, Elbio Alvarez, who's I believe a Uruguayan, yeah, correct, and uh, Grant Bell, who is from here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's from Little Falls. So Jeb Bravovsky played for New York City FC last. I just year. want to say his name. Like, you know how there are guys who have two first names for a name? His name just sounds like one name, like Jabrowski. Hey, Jabrowski! Yeah. Hey! Well, hey, well, Jabrowski, what's going on here, eh? We had a brilliant TIFO idea come up where if he gets offered a contract, we can just take all of the old Jeb Bush, Jeb! Exclamation point signs <laughs> and just all hold them up. And Recycling, so, man. Yeah, so in every tweet and email that I've been sending about him, it's always been Jeb! Exclamation point and then lowercase next letters. I'm continuing the sentence. He scores a goal and then comes over to the Dark Lots. Please clap. Please clap. That- <laughs> <laughs> so so okay, you're telling you're telling me about Jeb. Tell me about Jeb. Uh, Jeb is a defensive midfielder. Uh, he played fullback most of the time last year, so he's he's good at both slots. Really composed player, good locker room guy too, and good quality. So I, I think he'd be a fantastic signing. He was on trial with New England Revolution, and people were very surprised he didn't get offered a contract there. So why not? Um, LBO Alvarez is, uh, I think he's 19, hmm. 20. Hmm. He, this would be your, your yearly dose of Yago-ness pretty much. He would be kind of a young South American center attacker or winger who you're hoping is going to turn out and either he really will or he won't. Who knows? He plays for Benfica right now in Portugal or his contract is owned by them. Mm. that's funny how those two sentences are like entirely different in meaning one of them is like he plays for benefica mm-hmm. mm. and then another one's his contract is owned by benefica it's like saying okay. jonathan specter is a manchester united academy graduate <laughs> i don't know i, I love yeah. john specter i do love john specter so grant bell he's from uh what is it bradley cooper university bradley cooper university yeah, i grew up in little falls which is 30 minutes northwest of my hometown so i've driven through little falls many a time um yeah there was a uh, matthew hansen who mm-hmm. apparently went to high school with him shout out to you matthew um was telling us a bit about what he'd seen from grant on mm-hmm. the field and saying, you know, very athletic, good vertical, pretty fast, plays forward or fullback or center back. So he plays soccer is what that tells me. Um, just that an astute observation, man. That, that's that's why I have you here. He can play defense, midfield or forward. Oh, my God. He's a soccer player. Wait, he does go to Bradley University, right? Uh, I didn't like make that up. Yeah, 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 yeah he does. Okay. Does right. did. I don't know if he graduated. I think he graduated. Stay in school, Bradley. Or Grant. <laughs> yeah, Bradley. Hey, college. You stay in college. Um, let's see. Damian Lowe was loaned in. Yay. I think we talked about him a little bit 
Yeah, it's official now. Mm-hmm. So that's official. Um, Giuliano Vicencini apparently is hurt again. He has a knock. He has one knock. Just a... And that's it. And uh, they announced a friendly. If you want to yes. talk about that. Uh, you know those uh, Club Leon jerseys that you were like thinking like, ah, should I buy this? Should I not? Then you had two beers and decided, all right, 80 bucks ain't that much money or whatever it costs. And now you're thinking like, oh my God, I have this stupid jersey in my closet that I am never going to wear. What do I do with it? Guess what? You can feel slightly better about buying it this summer because Leon are going to be back. I'm, I I won't be there. Well, I, I already know I won't be there. Why? Why not? My sister's getting married that day. Oh, my God. It was the one day (laughs) they had to plan on that. This is... That's really unfortunate, man. How's your... But your sister... Why would you prioritize your sister over Club Leon? This is an international friendly, Jeff. I'm pretty sure your sister's wedding is a domestic wedding. (laughs) It's just... I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like, if I was thinking about, like, two events, the international event... Actually, interestingly enough... Is my, your sister getting married fu- at Target Field? No, but my future brother-in-law's uh, lineage actually goes through Mexico. So bring them to the game. Ta-da! E- even more reason to have them postpone the I wedding. Should, I, no, I should tell so them that's the it. reception. We should just all drive down and go to a, a game uniting the United States with Mexico. Exactly. Uniting. Exactly. Uniting. United. Oh, um, my God. Question, question <laughs> for you, Notch. Now, I don't know if Notch uh, has heard this. Um, there are talks that MLS might want Minnesota United to go by Minnesota FC in MLS. Have you heard that, Notch? No. No, I have no feelings on this topic I don't whatsoever. Think do. I'm, I'm like on the neutral planet about this one. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Uh, see, the thing is, I have sat back and I have watched MLS talk about Gam and Tam and this Slam and that. and Wham. And exactly, and George Michael. They're big I have, Michael I have, fans. I've talked about MLS saying, oh, this team now has an international spot that we never talked about before. I've seen them do coin flips. Literally, the freaking commissioner do a coin flip to decide where a famous player goes. And hey, guess what? He just happens to go to the team that's owned by like a massively influential owner in the league. I have seen MLS uh, make all these decisions. And I, I scratched my head and I said, that's a little bit weird. If I was a commissioner of MLS, all these decisions sound really stupid. And I want to make things simple and not this complicated. And I sat back and said, but you know what? It doesn't matter. At least I've got Minnesota United. And they'll, they're run by smart people. They have a smart owner. They mm-hmm. have nice players. You know, so I, I trust them to meet my local needs. But now guess what? MLS is coming in and saying, hey, you know, a successful businessman who's made a billion dollars. You pointed at me as if I'm this businessman. You're not. Oh, you're not Dr. Bill. Why did Sorry. I have you on the show? I'll, uh, I'll see myself out. So, 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 so successful businessman. I mean, literally a billion dollars. Not like figured. Literally uh, a billion dollars. His staff who have somehow managed to run a team for four years in this market and, and make it more successful every single freaking year. Hey, hey, listen, guys. I don't trust you about branding your team locally. So I'm going to interfere and I'm going to come in and say that you guys need to drop it because I have this awesome, awesome new name for your team. I've got a great new name. I think Minnesota United, tired, tired concept, super generic, not so great. I'm listening to the Minnesota fans that are complaining about it. And you know what we're going to name this team? You know what? This wonderful name that we have trademarked for you. Major League Soccer trademarked it. Minnesota FC. Oh my God. Oh my God, that's so much better than Minnesota United FC. Are you, are you kidding me, MLS? Are you kidding me? I guess all I'll say about this, um, a couple things. One, I am so ready for United Gate to be done. 
I am so ready for it to be done because we haven't been getting new information or different information for months. And so it's it's tough to know where this is going and what is actually happening with this because nothing is changing. We're just hearing it presented in a different way. So I'm very excited for United Gate to be done. Second, I think it's absolutely preposterous. I think that the idea of having to change this is very uh, short-sighted by the league. I think it's something that ignores how the team immediately is being recognized by its own market. Um, And for those reasons, I think that it's just a pointless decision that they've made, but it sounds like a decision that they have made. The Ah. third thing I will say then is that I don't cheer for leagues. And I think it's important to distinguish the team from the league. And I see what you're saying about how the teams are owned by the league and are entities of the league. And if this league is a single entity thing, they're one and the same. And, you know, I I get that. But I think that there's a really great culture around Minnesota soccer. I think that there's a terrific group of people, like you said, who are involved with this team and with this community. And I think that the product that they put on the field, uh, they've proven over... (laughs) <laughs> by any league, by any name. You know, they've, they've proven time and time again to prioritize and ensure that that is still preserved. And I, I have faith in that. And I support that regardless of how I support Don Garber and MLS overall. See, I, I support my friends who are supporters here entirely. But But here's my problem with this. I support this team because at the end of the day, it's a sports team. And I have a sense of competition. And the sports team, if they do their best and they lose, that's fine. I'm okay with it. If if the administrators here do their best and they can't put together a team, it's frustrating. It's annoying. But you know what? They did their best. I'm okay. What I don't enjoy is having other things affect our competition that are outside of our team's control, our administrators' control. If MLS is coming in and saying this very public thing, this thing that just defines who you are entirely, we're going to come in and tell you what to do with it. And and this is also something that is so obviously boneheaded that like, so, so if it's something so obvious, so public, they are making a boneheaded decision. What are they talking about in private? When it comes to TAM, when it comes to deciding with Zlatan when he comes here, sorry guys, uh, we we gotta send him to LA or to Miami because David David really wants him in Miami for his team that he said superstars are gonna because he came out and said they're gonna be superstars in Miami. We need them. So so to me, it's just it's just one more thing that tells me this league is it strains it doesn't know what it's doing and and it strains my relationship because i want my team to be competitive and if there's stuff that my team does to mess up that competition that's fine but if there are external influences coming in and messing up with it what's the point that doesn't that reduces my enjoyment and i want you as my friends to enjoy yourselves but i for my part i need to go off and do something else which doesn't make me sad and upset anyway we're we're, we're wasting too much too much time on on this topic as well um Let's actually go ahead and take a quick break and let's recharge our glasses because it sounds like we need more. And then let's talk about the entirety of the NASL and see what happened across the league.
And we're back after those pretty bubbles. I've made Notch happy again. It was needed. I showed him some cat videos. That's true. I showed him Colin's dancing bear animation. We watched an awesome video called Hey Cat Hey, which I'm actually pretty sure we've talked about on the pod before. Hey. 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 And then we watched Duck Army, which is going to become a new favorite of mine. YouTube Haiku, by the way, is a great subreddit. You've never been there before. I I think my my sister-in-law's brother... Uh, this is just going to be the Jeff's extensions of family pod. Um, but yeah. He's I mean, getting married on the day you were supposed to go and check out YouTube Haiku. No, he's the one who showed me it. Okay. That's all I've got for you. So, so YouTube Haiku is, is a subreddit on Reddit where you get to watch very short YouTube videos and they're awesome. So you just go to that YouTubeHaiku.reddit.com and start by top and just watch the like first one. And in the spirit of keeping things short and compact, Notch is once again going to give us a rundown of all of the friendlies from the past week. Notch? Carolina Railhawks beat the North Carolina State Wolfpack by 3-0. What kind of name is Wolfpack for a team? Are you guys U-boat captains or what? Wolfpack, oorah. Exactly. FC Edmonton Blue played FC Edmonton White. Why are we talking about a game that's an intra-team scrimmage? Why was this even reported? Okay. Uh, Indy 11 beat Arizona State SC 4-0. Take that, USL. Miami uh, FC, I would imagine, beat the Tulsa Roughnecks 2 0. Good job, Miami. Yay. Jacksonville Armada tied 0 0 with the Charlotte Independence. Looks like the Armada wasn't able to assert the uh, dominance of King George over the independent United States. Uh, take that, Cornwallis. Um, you've got the University of South Florida. I hate, I hate. Uh, universities with too many damn qualifiers. University of South Southern Florida State XYZ Omaha, Nebraska. Bulls. Yeah, Bulls. They they the Bulls, Chicago Bulls, uh lost to the Tampa Bay Rowdies one to three. Take that, Jordan. Yep, uh, St. Louis FC beat Ryo OKC 2-1. Take that in ASL. Hey, Minnesota United's loss wasn't a fluke against St. Louis. Exactly, the, the great St. Louis FC. Uh, they played this game, by the way, at TBD Central Time. That's true, according to their website. It yeah. still lists the game of having been played. It has, TBD. yeah. They're still going to decide when the game was played and when Ryo lost. Uh, the Ottawa Fury won 4-0 versus the Real Salt Lake Academy. Uh, that was an angry, angry game by the Fury. Uh, you've got a, the Orange County Blues beating Indy 11. 11, 1-0, uh-oh. Uh, you've got the Rowdies tying 2-2 versus Nottingham Forest 11. Uh, you've got Miami losing 1-2 to to Jacksonville Armada, who are now asserting dominance over the Florida coastline. You've got Carolina Railhawks, who lost 0-1 to with the Richmond Kickers, which this game had six cards in the first half, which someone poignantly on Twitter pointed out to me. They're called the Richmond Kickers, so what the hell did we expect? Uh, you've also got the Cosmos, who beat Minnesota United. Ha uh, <laughs> Miami and United. Right, Miami United. They're all the same, aren't There's they? Too many Uniteds. Yeah, they are. the Cosmos beat Arthur Blank's United team 3 0. And scene. Good work. Thank you, sir. You did it. We don't have to do that much longer. I think we'll have like a couple more weeks of that and uh, we'll be free of the preseason recap. That's funny. It would be funny. Just the whole podcast after the season starts is just this like for five minutes and that's mm-hmm. it and nobody has to listen anymore. We'd be sparing people of our painful voices. We really would be. Uh, it, maybe we'll look into it for 2017. Exactly. Um, Ryo OKC continues their assault against World Cup rosters everywhere and signed a Greek. Yeah. Fifth World Cup veteran that they've signed. That's kind of ridiculous, actually, when you think about it. I mean, even if like it was like five guys from the Equatorial Guinea squad of like 20... 
2002 or something. You know, yeah, like yeah. if even if it was that still having five guys who play in the World Cup is really good. And they don't. They have got one guy from Greece, one guy from I think Honduras, another dude from like the US. You've got a couple of others. It's a Ghanaian. Yeah, it's pretty great, man. Mm-hmm. It's pretty amazing. Rio is like shaping up to at least sign good players. And someone on Reddit obviously asked because Reddit people are cranky. Are they? That's a good question. All right. I'm on Reddit. Of course, they're cranky. I'm like make up for ninety percent of their crankiness. They uh, they they've signed very interesting players. Right, they have. But some guy on Reddit was like, "Hey, listen, what's the point of signing interesting players if nobody freaking cares that they're interesting?" Touche. So that's guy. my question. Do do the people in Yukon, Oklahoma, care that Giorgio Samaras mm-hmm. is at Rio KC? I'd hope so. I think so. I mean, he's going to be a, a pretty talented forward for them. Um historically he's been a little bit more of a distributor than a scorer but Mm -hmm. that's not a problem necessarily yeah i mean this guy is like a dude who's played for manchester city Mm -hmm. celtic i mean he has been at the very pinnacle of two euros he's played two euros he's played at two world cups the the dude has been at the very pinnacle of the game let's let's not be honest but he has also not played a game since was it march 2015 yeah with all halal yeah he was in saudi saudi Last time he was uh, playing a game, and he's had back problems, apparently. Haven't uh, we all? Right. Actually, I'm having back problems I am right too. now. Really? What's I've, wrong with your I've back? I've been having back problems for years. Really? After, yeah, after the car crash. You had a car crash? In 2010. So, like, you know. But, yeah. Did you murder the family of the person responsible? What family? Hmm? What? They didn't, they were orphans? What family? There you got no hit family. by an orphan? There was no family involved. What? We what? don't speak of that family. Or you, uh, d- listeners, just so you don't know, Jeff is waving a gun at me right now. Um, if what you gun? don't hear from me ever again, what gun? please uh, call call the cops. Let them know. Um, so yeah, Giorgio Samaras, uh, Giorgio is uh, at Rio, and he will be playing if his back holds out. We hope. Mm-hmm. So it, it's still a huge thing. I mean, to see a guy like this. I mean, he wouldn't have signed a contract if he didn't think he had something left in the tank. Right. So we'll see if he can actually put it up. If he does, they're going to be amazing. It's going to be phenomenal. If nothing else, it's free publicity for a little while. Gets their name in front of a few people's noses. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Perfect. Um, let's see. Armada lets all the goals in, and now they're going to try to score some goals too. And yep. uh, they signed uh, Charles Alondu. We talked about him in January. I think he'd been on a loan mm-hmm. uh, and played in a couple of friendlies. He was a 21-year-old forward, just to recap. Um, played four games for Cameroon in a 2012 international tournament in India. Hasn't the soccer capital of the universe? You would know, man. You would know. Messi is asked every day, "Have you played the Nehru Cup in India?" And he always says no, and everyone's like, "Whoa!" Until you do, nobody gives a damn, man. Mm-hmm. By the way, did you hear about this? Um, uh, there was like there were two f- soccer fans in 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 Mumbai who uh kill one of them killed another. They were having a argument about my uh Ronaldo versus Messi. Mm-hmm. and the I've Ronaldo fan killed the Messi fan, literally. Like, they were like, who's better? And one of them was like, Messi. The other one said, I'll kill you, stab. Like, I'm pretty sure it's a little more complicated, so probably more alcohol. That, that settles but. it, doesn't it? Right. Yeah, right. Ronaldo is better. Now that he has been murdered, people are murdered. Or does it mean name. that Messi fans are martyrs for standing up for the right cause? Oh my God, this is a discussion that will really go on forever, won't it? Damn it. Damn it. Um, Puerto Rico FC signed goalkeeper David Meves. Who we saw on the first year of Minnesota United training here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, he with his healing jaw. He's 25 years old. He was with mm-hmm. Fort Lauderdale. 
and he was the dude who yeah. uh, he he'd been with the Chicago Fire premiere, the Portland Timber, like U twenty three team, and he was with the Des Moines Menace before last year when Fort Lauderdale picked him up. They started him as their uh, number one choice ahead of Joe Nasco and Lionel Brown, and then of course Mevez broke his jaw. I think it was like against the Charlotte Independence, if I'm not mistaken, and then. Uh, Nasco came in as a substitute. Nasco then broke his foot, and then that's how Lionel Brown, who we talked about last week, mm-hmm. who signed for Miami, right? Full circle, exactly. So, so um, Puerto Rico now has Meves. He's a solid, solid keeper. I think he's. Uh, they, if if they don't sign a better keeper than him, I think they'll be fine. They won't be great, but they'll mm-hmm. be fine. He's pretty young. He's only twenty five. So uh, I I think this is like one of those one more solid NASL class signing by Puerto Rico. Sure. Okay. They also signed a forward, Oliver Minotal, who had played with Ottawa Fury last year. So when I was looking up this guy, because I was trying to like refresh my memory on Minotel, because like so much of the attention last year was on Pizer, Ubi Parapovic. Yep, your eyes just did exactly what I thought they would, because you didn't read the notes on this particular guy before we recorded. I knew that was not going to happen. He's the guy, Minotel, who on a flight between Ottawa and Atlanta, a passenger sitting behind him coiled a rope around his neck and tried to like kill him, saying that something about like, oh, you guys are all trying to kill us or something. And like... he. Obviously paranoid, mentally, like, unstable dude. So this is the messed up incident. And the Fury did go on to play that game, by the way, although Minitel did not. Uh, I hope that when it comes to goal scoring, he doesn't choke. Oh! Wow. Man. We've got jokes about, like, Saddam Hussein, Syria, you know, things things of that nature. This is one that I'm going to let slide. People are going to have to hear that one. That's brilliant. <laughs> I don't know if I stand by that one. He's 23. He's a Brazilian. Um, he was the leading scorer for Ottawa with seven <laughs> goals in 2014. So go Puerto Rico. They also signed Chris Nurse, so their medical staff is looking pretty good right now. Yeah. Well, they're looking pretty good to have a lot of work to do because Chris Nurse basically hacks down people. He's Guyanese and he's... Long had a reputation in the NASL where he's played for a long time of like basically being a hatchet guy. Hatchet guy. Isn't that the Gary Paulson book? No, it's just hatchet. <laughs> hatchet guy would be the worst superhero you have ever seen. Yeah. There's a guy who's like, hey, guys, look, out of my hand shoots a spider web. Another guy who's like, I can elongate my body. Another one who's like, I am Superman, literally super. And then Hello, gentlemen, guy. I have a hatchet. Exactly. Every panel he has. Hello, gentlemen, I have a hatchet. Clink. And there you go. That's uh, That, in a nutshell, is Chris Nertz. Mm-hmm. Um, they also signed Ramon uh, Soria, who's a 27-year-old Spaniard defender um, who comes from a Slovenian club called Selje. Yeah, I was like, how is a guy coming from Slovenia to NASL? That's that's a curiosity. And then I realized, oh, look, he played for the Fury in 2014. Yeah. Uh, their debut season, he played 20 games for them. All right. Well, there you go. They also decided to bring back the Kaiser Chiefs in all of our hearts and sign Tyler Rudy, 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 Rudy. <laughs> I know it's Ruby, but I needed that song in my life again. Um, he was loaned from the Revs to their uh, child club, the Rochester Rhinos, last year. Is that what they called parent club, child club? Parent club, that they should be now. Because I know they're parent clubs, but do they call them child clubs? Make it happen, Garber. But no, like, I think uh, they just call them New York City. So today, the, the new Rochester Rhinos logo was released, by the way. And uh, I heard from the, the best comment I heard about it was like, they took a logo that looked like it was from the 80s and brought in one that was from the 90s. <laughs> so it was officially unveiled. I think it's, I 
I forget if this is going to be officially unveiled today or tomorrow. But anyway, they got a new ownership group of the rhinos. and I'm glad to hear the rhinos didn't go extinct. <laughs> oh my god, get out. Uh, JC Banks, who played for the rhinos in 2014, tweeted about them. Hey, I want them to take my call about the workers' comp. Uh, claim I have so basically he, <laughs> that was his like response to her and that was a new logo um but yeah so so Rudy was uh loaned from the revolution to the rhinos he's 22 year old defensive midfielder he went to New England for preseason mm-hmm. but uh he's now over at Puerto Rico yep yeah he missed most of 2015 with an injured ankle so poor guy instead of being in Boston he's gonna be in Puerto Rico I feel so sorry for him right so sorry right well he'll miss the blooming of the flowers Right. And that's right. all I've got for you, the cherry blossoms. Yeah, it's it's really better when you have a place that has seasons, guys. I just don't like it when it's just warm and awesome all the year round, okay? Mm-hmm. Like, seasons are so much better, okay? Aren't they? Man, I hate that argument. I do, too. Yeah, so stupid. I do, too. It's the, you know, in order... No, here's the other one I hate. In order to really appreciate the summer, we have to suffer through a winter. You know, in order to appreciate having a uh, a healthy body, you should let me stab you right now and then be in excruciating pain for about 20 minutes. Are you a Ronaldo fan? <laughs> All right. Um, they also started to fortify their coaching staff, and Adrian Whitbread has signed Jack Stefanoski and Marco Velez. And these quotes that I will be reading for you that sound very pre-written are from Puerto Rico FC's website. So here we go. <clears throat> Jack is a physical therapy graduate of New York University and has a long history with the island of Puerto Rico. Vacation, maybe, I don't know. Um, he has been an assistant and head coach at three clubs in Puerto Rico while building his coaching resume. He is UEFA certified and highly respected as a goalkeeping coach as well. In 2013, Jack became the head coach of the Nepal national team and enjoyed a successful spell there. Fluent in Spanish, he is a welcome addition to the PRFC technical team. His only weakness is that he tries too hard. Mm-hmm. And his five-year plan is basically being the most successful at his job and giving 100% every place he works. Mm-hmm. And he just, he, he, he just, he will try anything just to make sure that your company succeeds. He'll, he doesn't like working overtime, but if you need him to, he'll stick around. Right, exactly. I'm Jack Stefanoski. And then Marco Velez is the other one, who is a name synonymous with Puerto Rico soccer, according to PRFC having been the first Puerto Rican to play in Major League Soccer. He was instrumental in the Islanders becoming USF and CFU champions while also playing 14 times for the Puerto Rico national team. Most recently, he has been coaching at Bayamon FC. His vast knowledge of players on the island will be an invaluable asset to the technical team in its mission to develop talent here in Puerto Rico. You know how I know his name isn't synonymous with Puerto Rico FC, Puerto Rico soccer? Oh, no. Because they kept using the word Puerto Rico instead of Marco Covelas. Because really, they should have said, um, his vast knowledge of players in the island will be an invaluable asset to the technical team and its mission to develop talent here in Marco Velas. Because if they said that, then his name would actually be eponymous for Puerto Rico FC soccer. Dwight Schrooted. Boom! Grandma. Semantics. They Grandma? Grandma. Grandma. I'm with you. All right. Uh, Tampa Bay. Yeah. The Rowdies. (laughs) Let's go back to Florida. Uh, Yeah. There was an interesting article that people have been saying is bullshit. So let's talk about it anyway, right? (laughs) Off season. (laughs) All right. Yeah. The the article said basically that Orlando City has a territorial rights to have MLS in Tampa Bay. So basically if the... if anyone's going to have MLS in Tampa Bay, it's going to be Orlando. See? Yeah, I see. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, I don't know. I mean, what happened was the Tampa Bay Times, which is the cutest named nickname, cutest named newspaper I've ever heard, the Tampa Bay Times. Um, it's like Mary Tyler Moore. They can never do hashtag TBT because, you know. They can't. Isn't that too bad? They're probably really sad about that. Mm -hmm. Journalism tends to be sad about modern techniques. Um, So, yeah, uh, they put out an article that was saying that, oh, well, while ownership might want them to move up to MLS, they're going to have to ask Orlando because Orlando has the rights and evil Orlando will never let them. But realistically, when any team enters any major sports league in the world, they have like a region that they have territorial rights over for broadcasting purposes and for marketing. And so in order for two teams to enter the same like geographical area, the owners are going to have to vote. Orlando is one of those owners. That's pretty much what would have to happen. Yeah, I think, I mean, I'm not going to try to justify that because I think it's kind of crap. I think the team should be able to join the league based on um, maybe not playing merit because that would be pro-rel and I'd be kind of nuts if I tried to like talk about pro-rel on this podcast even though I actually support it. Can I just, I just wish I could talk about pro-rel without being lumped in with crazy people. But anyway, point is, I think there shouldn't be kind of this thing of like territorial rights. It should just be like, okay. Is there a good place for us to put a team? If it's close to another team, whatever. If they're both, uh, don't don't tell me that Tampa and Orlando can't have two MLS. Anyway, that being beyond the point, the other thing is, up until today or yesterday, I would not have put a lot of stock in this Tampa Bay Rowdies to MLS thing, except in reaction to the story, the Rowdies came out and said that talk of the Rowdies to MLS was, wait for it, premature why would you wait for it if it was premature <laughs> uh, but the, the the choice of word is actually really really important because they could have come out and said we have no plans to go to mls we support division one soccer in nasl blah 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 you know they could have they could have made the basically like the haughty statement that we've seen so many times from other leagues like ottawa fury basically came and said hey good for the canadian premier league but we throw our lot in with nasl you know you've seen all of these statements except the rowdies didn't come out and say that they said they use the word premature ahead of its time and all 14 year olds in the world giggled right <laughs> including me you are 14 i i, I yeah. anyway uh so, so the point is that tells me that there is a a hint there that they might have ambitions a little greater than mls or NASL and going to MLS. I don't know. A lot of people who are in Tampa say, no way, no how. I've talked to the guy. They don't want to do it at all. But premature is a loaded word. <laughs> so Premature is a loaded word. Um, we're going to lump the next two stories together. Uh, there were some broadcasting deals that were established for Fort Lauderdale and Carolina in their respective regions. Um, Carolina's is a pretty impressive deal. I recommend that you go check that one out. Fort Lauderdale renewed their previous TV deal. Yeah, Carolina's basically going to be with uh, CBS. Uh, so that's that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Lauderdale also beat two Chinese teams in their tour in their preseason by a combined score of 7-0. to zero. Terrific. Good good for the strikers. Mm-hmm. Um, you also had a John Alexandri, Jean Alexandri, uh, who's called up for the Haitian World Cup qualifiers for the national team against Panama. Uh, so they'll be playing two games, one in Panama City and one in Haiti. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. Yep. Uh, you also have um, a, a policy that MLS announced for sending players back and forth between USL. I think that depending on the region, you call that either turtling or prairie dogging. 
So, so there, you, you now understand that policy better than anyone else. And finally, let us retire in Miami, Jeff. You've got it, buddy. Um, Adriano officially announced uh, they had a press conference today, actually, um, to confirm that they had Cafu in attendance. And um, he will be at all of the clubs in Miami. That's what he confirmed, right? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, it's going to be weird tonight in Miami, as always. <laughs> Um, so I think that they're, what, two players short of the 98 World Cup squad now? Right, exactly. This is in Dunga and, like, Dida, and they'll be fine. Dida actually still plays. Dida plays? I, that's what I heard. Roberto Carlos like, plays. That one surprised me. He, in India, though. Yeah, but in he played. Hey, yeah, he's like don't you out. knock India. Yeah, but they, that was that silly league where they had, like, a bunch of people come out of retirement. Anyway, point is, um, Adriano, member of, I think, the 2002 World Cup squad? Is mm-hmm. it that one? I forget. Mm-hmm. He was the one who kind of was really out of shape, was too much into partying, and now he's like targeting a comeback in America and thinks that signing for Miami United and NPSL mm-hmm. is is the way to go. So he actually was officially announced today. So this is not Miami FC NASL. But we had to get Miami in the podcast somehow. Our other tie into Miami this week is that Drogba will not be practicing with them like yep. we had heard last week. He will be in Sacramento. And, and there are some people saying like, oh, Miami FC trains on turf. No, they don't. All their Twitter photos of them training on grass. So mm-hmm. this is basically MLS coming in saying, yeah, we're not going to give any publicity to Miami. You know what I think it is, actually. I think their mm-hmm. thing is, look, let's make a deal, guys. Miami will get the MLS franchise. Sacramento will get a week of Drogba. <laughs> Talk about peaceful negotiations, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So it's it's kind of it's kind of dumb story. I think it's kind of stupid of MLS that they had to like again. This is another case of the league butting in where somewhere that they just why why what, what how does it matter? How does it matter? Anyway, uh, point is this is the end of the stuff that we had planned for you this week. Um, Jeff, let's, let's can... open it. Let's open up for questions. Actually, listeners, do you have anything you'd like to ask us? We should have invited a live audience here, dude. No, we should to. I forgot. It'd be like Seinfeld. Every time we make a joke, it's like, ha, 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 clap, clap, clap. Well, we should also have a bass player, actually. And at the end, we go out to the uh, uh, Kirby Enthusiasm theme. Mm-hmm. I get that theme song stuck in my head more than any bit of music in the world. You know which one sticks in my head? John Cena. Interesting. I freaking love that. So, hey, tell these people where they can find you on Twitter, Jeff. They can find me at Jeff Reuter, J-E-F-F-R-U-E-T-E-R. Check out what I've got on Northern Pitch. You can find me at LockStockSpock. You can find two United fans at at T-W-O United fans. And you can also find us on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud. Tell your friends if you enjoy listening to this podcast to, to listen to us as well. We always enjoy getting new listeners. Write to us with your questions, with your feedback, and rate us on iTunes. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great rest of your night.